0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Decided Heart Effect, where we invite you to take action and be inspired to live with a decided heart. My name is Sonia Montiel, and I have my amazing co-host, Hilary Bilbrey, and we are joined here today by Brian Bishon. He comes to us with the story of courage and purposefulness. He is the founder of Evolution Evolution, who helps leaders shift from a belief of What is the work to what is the mission of the work? And I was like, whoa, (laughs) Brian, you said something um, the other day. It's a quote that's um, that I found. And it says, when you stand in your truth, embrace what is in your heart, then you are free to evolve. And I know you are going to help us with that and and layer that. But I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today.
1: My pleasure. Well, hello, everyone. It is a joy to be here with you, Sonia and Hillary and to everyone who's listening. Thank you for the invitation. I appreciate it so much. And I just love the title of your podcast and what it means and how it relates to all of our hearts to grow and evolve authentically in an openness of heart. So thank you.
2: Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Brian. I mean, you are the moment that we had you come on and started looking at some of your things as well. We're like, oh my gosh, our people, joy, impact, positivity, making a decision, right? Like, life doesn't just happen. I mean, life can just happen to you, but if you're passive in your life, then you all of a sudden end up someplace that like, how did I get here? You had such an interesting journey where Mm -hmm. you were in a place, and you thought that's where you were supposed to be, but it wasn't for you, and you had a true decided heart moment. Can Mm -hmm. you share with us a little bit about that journey?
1: Absolutely. So I think what you're referring to, and really the biggest moment of what I had to embrace in my heart to be able to stand in my truth, was I was a Catholic priest for eight years, and it was a beautiful eight years. You know, it it was an eight years that Um, I was able to serve people. I was in a parish for four years and I was kind of like a priest. I felt like I was in Vegas at times. I did so many weddings, you know, it was all the time doing weddings and that led to baptisms obviously and, and being part of people's lives. And then the last four years, I was very privileged. I was selected by the Cardinal to be his private secretary that would translate into being like chief of staff. So when you have that role, I was very young and I, knew at that moment that I was being groomed for probably more leadership uh, within the church. And in those four years of serving the Cardinal, which was a tremendous privilege, you know, when he went to Rome and was at the Vatican to meet the Pope, I was there. When he went to the White House, I was there. I was in charge of so many aspects of diplomatic events, master of ceremonies. It was amazing. However, you can often stand and be influenced by what's happening around you and you can push down what's in your heart that might be bubbling up. And what was bubbling up for me was a sense that I desired to live my life in a different way. I wanted to love another person and I wasn't going to be able to do that in the church. And I also wanted to be authentic to who I was and embraced that I was a gay man and I didn't want to live kind of pushing that down. I wanted to live my full identity and I wanted to bring my gifts to the world in a new way. And so I freely listened to my heart. What was that desire? Embraced that truth and then made the decision to resign and to move forward. But it wasn't something that just happened overnight. There's a lot of layers to that onion, but that was the major decision and so grateful. And it's been an amazing evolution ever since then.
2: I have to sink into that. Sorry. I know you're going to want to too, Sonia, in just a second, but I want to sink into that for a second and bring something to our our listeners and our viewers for a moment, which is, you know, we have, we have to trust our knowing, Mm -hmm. right? We do. And we're connected to something that felt off, and in those moments, we, we have that decided, mar- decided heart moment to choose to say, huh, it's almost like, I always do this when I'm talking to people about something like this and emotion. And it's like, we have to observe it and get curious mm-hmm. and be like, okay, what's going on here? Why am I, all these amazing, you are meeting, I'm sure presidents and the Pope. And which by the way, before you get off today, you're gonna have to tell us like, what was your favorite memory and experience? Cause how cool. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, what, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And, and what information is this feeling that is unsettling telling me? And then are you going to be brave enough and courageous enough to listen to that? Because you will always feel like you're hiding something. You will always feel less confident when you aren't authentically living who you are.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, and I love that you, you know, what you, you said about like, looking at, like, you know, what's going on here, you know, because that's exactly what you have to do and it's not easy and you know my story is only impactful and powerful if it helps others embrace their story and it doesn't matter if it's about a relationship or career change but it's about looking at that and at least allowing yourself to be open to exploring it without judgment without fear and that's where the truth will start
0: to emerge and f- for me, it's, you know, the, not only the courage to say, come on in, let's see this a bit, but the decision to, to me, the, and this is a decided heart effect. This is why we call it effect. It's mm-hmm. how will I act upon this? Because I think a lot of us will accept the narrative that, you know what? It's good. This is good enough. Mm-hmm. I can, I mean, things are going great. Why would I want more? Um, and so I guess this is my narrative and I'll just settle here. And that's a, that's a decision. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would love for you to, to help us, you know, I think a lot of, especially with your story, it's, Oh my God, that was such a huge leap. What a huge decision, but you did talk about the onion layers Mm. and, and, and perhaps it's not just the big one courageous moment, but it is the courageous moment of unpeeling one layer at a time. Can you help us figure that out? Like, how do we, how do we take that step one layer at a time?
1: Yes. And I love that. And I, and I often speak about that, that, you know, there's a difference between just saying I'm going to make a change and and then making a conscious change and a conscious change is something that takes a little bit more time, but that's where you'll really bring alignment. That's where you bring healing and that's where you bring clarity. And so for myself, when I was working for the Cardinal, you know, giving 150%, traveling all over, really being involved I just that was that assignment was such a gift because that's where i started to really embrace me i started to realize that i didn't miss the function of being a priest of being in the parish but i really enjoyed kind of the more administrative side and then i started to just embrace within myself like i really could live fully in my authentic ability to bring that to the world so when I really reached that moment that it was becoming like, wow, this is something I really, I need to look at. The first thing I did is I kept my cards close. And I really think that's important because sometimes when you're thinking about making a decision, we can talk, you know, we can talk to others. And, you, you know, you say things like, I'm just going to share this with you, you know, da da. Well, that person will listen and maybe they'll share with someone else. And then, and then if you tell too many people, what happens is they come back And they say, so how are you doing? And you might not be there. So you try to articulate it. And all it does is cause self-doubt because you're not there. So one thing I I consciously did is I kept my cards closed. First, I was high profile. So I wanted people that really could be unconditional. But I also went to go work with a, a wonderful psychologist. And I wanted someone that could really spend time with me to really think through the decision objectively. And I wanted someone who was not Catholic. I went to this wonderful Jewish psychologist in Boston. I did that on purpose because I wanted someone that had no tie to the church, someone that could just really be objective to who I am as a person and to what was really in my heart seeking clarity. And so for anyone who's ever worked with a professional coach or gone for any kind of therapy, we may go in with one intention. My goal was to have clarity of, hmm, I think I want to leave and here are the reasons why. But what happened, those onion peels, it started about family expectations, the fear I was having about what would people think when I leave, how am I going to be perceived, Um, all these kind of religious thoughts in my mind about, is God still going to love me? What does this mean? Battling with that. And so those onion peels really brought healing as I looked at that and got to the roots of what may be causing that. So by the time, nine, 10 months later that I actually had a meeting with the Cardinal, I was very peaceful. And I was also prepared for the reactions of individuals when I said I was leaving. The majority were extremely supportive, very unconditional, but I also had a lot of resistance as well from family and from some very close friends. And I have to say, I see that as a gift because in those moments when they were maybe trying to put their expectations on me or be challenging, I was so peaceful. It didn't cause self-doubt It didn't cause a sense of like, oh, I'm making the wrong decision. I was like, okay, I understand you're trying to process, but I also know this is my truth and this is what I'm going forward on. So really, I think it's that time of really looking at that and being open to that. And that's what helped me have the clarity to take each step along the way.
2: The power of what you're saying really comes down to, you know, that intrinsic validation versus an extrinsic validation. You know, when you're out there looking for everyone else. As I'm listening to you, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you've read The Big Leap, um, but The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Okay, so he talks about this idea of how we self sabotage. And, and really we live in this zone of competence or even excellence. We're really good at it, but we have all these other things and sometimes they're health problems or whatever else, because our body's like trying to go, Hey, Hey, wake up. You're not in your zone of genius Mm -hmm. and that zone of genius. We have these talk tracks in our head and we have, unless you have a professional or somebody who's a gosh, darn good friend to talk to who can help you understand where these are coming from, that you have a talk track from your family of origin, that you have a talk track from the people around you, that you may, maybe the religion that you grew up with has some things and some feelings Mm -hmm. and some, you don't realize that you're like, well, I just feel this way, but where did it come from? And figuring out the core and the heart of that is Mm -hmm. so valuable to assemble that board of directors to help.
1: Absolutely. And I love that you bring that up. I think it's, it's so, so true of how we can self-sabotage, you know, in those moments, it's, 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 it's absolutely palpable when you're in that. I think the other aspect too, for myself was also really realizing that I was happy. Like I wasn't an unhappy priest, you know what I mean? And I think I loved what I got to do and I loved, you know, I was very good. Like, you know, when the Cardinal had a big event in Rome, like I was I was very talented. Like, well, get this organized, get this, do this, make his life easy. And, and I thrived on it. However, that's external. That's functionary. That's all functionary. But when you want to go into the heart of who you are and how you want to love and how you want to receive love, not because of something you're doing, but because of who you are, That changes the reality of life. And that was the issue because I had people say, You were so good. You were so happy as a pre. And yes, I was. And I was, I enjoyed it. And I was, I knew humbly I was good at it. But my heart wanted to love in a different way and more fully.
0: That is so powerful for me. And we had a guest, Carol Burton, a while, a couple episodes ago, and she described something that I feel like. You, not that we're giving you're giving us permission to, but you're showing this where um, you go down a well um, of sense of self, and you're hanging in you're hanging there quietly, in your most vulnerable self, and you're allowing yourself to say hi, she said little Carol like but our, our small and when I say our smaller selves, it's not the small self, but just like everything that we are from childhood to where we are. And when I first heard her say that. That we can be in this buoy, just settling there in this quietness. I immediately thought, okay, well, we do that really quickly and then we jump back out because there's Mm -hmm. the function part, right? Sure, of course. What you've just just highlighted for for me and I hope for our listeners is that you can be there for 10 months. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And you did that. I mean, you did say hold the cards close because I want to be in this buoy, like for myself nine to 10 months before I jump back out and say, here I am, you know, and I feel like the amazing growth where, you know, that sense of peacefulness, it's like, I want that, you know, Mm -hmm. but you have to do the work.
1: Right. Right, exactly. I do say, and I, and I, the clients I work with and individuals, you know, that I work with, I often will say, it's important to have an open timeline. You know, I remember, you know, the psychologist saying, so when are you thinking that you would maybe like to make this move? And I remember thinking in the fall, you know, I'm thinking like, I had that like a, a date in my mind, but again, it's important to have that. So there's some positive inspired action you can take putting things out there. But I think it's important to also realize that the universe your growth situations may have to adjust that time. But I think it's important to have a timeline that has flexibility with it, because that helped me you know, to kind of keep moving things. And I think for me, one of the great joys of going through that whole process was that I was feeling excited. There was a sense of excitement as I was peeling those layers away, I was starting to look at opportunities and things started happening. There were synchronicities, that, you know, started happening of, you know, getting a job interview or this. And it just kind of was affirming that it was in the right direction. And that continued even after I left, but especially during that time. And I think it's important that that's an indication that when you're doing the inner deeper dive, that will reflect consciously and unconsciously what's happening in your world. And and I think that's what really started to happen for me that was coming from the heart.
2: So I have to a big exclamation point and what you just said to make sure that that our, our listeners again and viewers and that resonates so solidly is that I mean, I think that comes from the alchemist the idea that when you get clear and when you know what you want the universe conspires for you to succeed.
0: Yes, right? But if absolutely. You,
2: like, right. But if you're not, but if you're not, if you're not clear and you're like, well, I'm just going to wait for the universe to tell me the universe is like, um, no, that's not how this thing works. <laughs> exactly.
1: <Like, laughs> exactly.
2: You know? So I really, really, really love that you are, and, and actually research shows and supports that it, the average major change, life change takes three to five years. So mm-hmm. quite frankly, 10 to 11 months, it's pretty darn speedy. Right. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean we have, we don't have changes along the way, but from, you know, from the beginning to the actual, now I've made the full move move. So I do think it's important. I'm sure you actually talk to your clients about this as well. I mean, things like grace and Mm -hmm. forgiveness and flexibility and compassion Mm -hmm. and detachment, like those are so important in this entire process because you are not going to bulldoze this through and feel very good about it.
1: Absolutely. And I love that. It's not about coming through, you know, strong and mighty, boom, just knocking down the fence, because that's, again, it won't serve you. It won't serve the mission that you're, you know, desiring to do next. And I think that's so, so important to also control is a big issue. That's one of the other big areas that I think is talked about, you know, controlling is really coming from a place of fear. When we control, it's because we're trying to control the fear, the anxiety, what is there. And when you start to release that control or talk about the feelings around what is around there, it gives you room to breathe and to see. And, and, and it also opens up to see new opportunities. You're not going to be, because when we're controlling, you're blocking, And, and it's something that is just so important, especially if you're in a moment of wanting to make a conscious change personally or professionally control is probably one of the biggest areas because things are like, Oh, what do I do? You know? So it's uh, that's very important. Very important.
2: You
0: see me taking notes. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like he's doing a session with us, Hillary. Like, Right. um...
2: I know. I'm like, Ooh, I like that. Controlling is blocking.
0: I got that. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Yep, I, have, yep, I'm, yep. I just peeled off a layer right now.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, like to use the term preaching to the choir, like seriously <laughs> preaching to myself here. So it's like, you know, I say, it because in there are moments, even like professionally, you know, it's like, like, I'll be like, I have to get this done. You know what I mean? Like I have to get this out and da, 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 And I'm like, I'm controlling it. Like I'm, I'm just controlling it because it's my ego That's thinking, oh, I have to do it or whatever it is. And it's a moment of like stepping back that if it's not flowing with ease, it's usually because I'm trying to control it and it's going back to what is it I'm trying to control? Is it image? Is it about judgment? Is it about just wanting to look, I I have value, whatever. That's so important. So important.
0: Well, I'm going to hold know, on to right? all that, but I think it's really important too. I, I would love for you to describe what you do and the decision of dis- calling your, your company Evolution Evolution. So,
1: yeah, sure. So one of the great joys is when I left uh, the archdiocese and as a priest, I was very fortunate. I landed in New York City. That was the one thing I knew. Like I knew that's where I wanted to be the energy of the city, it just aligned for me, and that was it, and I was very fortunate. I landed uh, as an executive in New York City in the world of philanthropy, raising millions. uh, I started as a director with the American Cancer Society, ended as executive director at NYU Medical, uh, moved to Toronto because originally it was because I met a Canadian, that was the the catalyst for the move, continued as an executive here, and then a partner in recruitment for a couple of years, And then there was that same question what do i desire i felt my heart desiring something else and the desire was to bring all of that together that sense of you know when i use this word you know spirituality you know it's about you know the sense of purpose that we all have that sense of connection really wanting to bring that together and helping leaders in particular and organizations be fully aligned to move from what is the work to what is the mission. And so I founded Evolution Evolution. And people ask, really, why'd you name it twice? Well, <laughs> here's the reason. One said, did you do that by purpose? I'm like, well, yeah, it's a logo. Like, of course I didn't have a purpose. So it's called Evolution Evolution twice because the first evolution is important to realize we are all evolving as humans, the DNA we have, how a pandemic has affected and impacted every human being. But the second evolution is the one that we can personally own and choose to how we want to evolve and be fully aligned with our gifts, our strengths, to be aligned in the work that we do. And it doesn't matter if you're running an asset management company, you're a lawyer, you're a parent, a teacher, but only when we're aligned internally, personally and professionally, do we have the greatest impact for success and abundance. So I have three areas I work with now. I work one-on-one with individuals. Um, I have a special niche. This has kind of happened for like new CEOs, uh, new CEOs and founders. And, you know, because that's a very big moment when you get into that that role, Uh, but also other professional leaders. And I really help them Yes, we look at their professional goals, but really, how do they want to use their gifts to impact and make a real difference with the people around them, in their company, and the community? And I love that work. And one of the things, I had this uh, CEO hired me. She had been a former CEO of this billion-dollar publicly traded company. And I remember she said to me, she said, so what's the difference if I work with you then?" another company. And I said, the difference is two things. One, I'm not going to be afraid to shine that light on an area where you really need to shine it. Number two, because when you're in a CEO role, senior, senior role, many people just get yeses Mm -hmm. and things, but I said, it will always be, the light will be uh, reflected in a sense of unconditional support, but we won't be afraid to do that. Mm -hmm. And number two, I always begin with a grounding practice at every session. I teach my clients a breathing technique at every session that they can incorporate into their daily life. And I was so nervous to do that the first time. Cause I'm thinking, Oh, they're going to think there's a little woo woo, you know, yeah. <laughs> but you know, like who is this guy like that? However, it is the number one feedback I get from all my executives because scientifically it brings down their anxiety. It helps them be focused It helps them be mindful. And so many of the executives have said, you know, I taught my team that. I taught my wife that, you know, and we do it. And so I love that one on one. I also do workshops and work with boards, uh, especially in the not for profit space or any company, even for profit, that has a real strong mission and a lot of public speaking uh, and writing, which I really love doing. That's a real passion about speaking about, you know, what it means to be an evolved leader conscious change etc. So that's it in a nutshell and it brings it all together. You know, my sense from you know being a priest that spirituality of real purpose having been an executive supporting executives at the highest level. And so I think it's a beautiful combination of kind of the inner and the outer world combined together to help people evolve to their highest purpose.
2: Amazing. I love that you're using the word spirituality too. Uh, I really do. And and I know we're, oh gosh, I like I want to talk for another hour. I know we're kind of we're we're sort of butting up against when we're we're done here, but I I just want to say, you know, when I look and, and when we talk to people as well, you do that life wheel of how satisfied are you in your life. And what I've noticed is that nine times out of 10, the people that are really wanting the most help are lowest in spirituality. Mm -hmm. And so I am so grateful that you are bringing the whole person to the table and saying, if you don't take care of this other area of your life too, like if spirituality, I love how you say it's purpose and connection, Mm -hmm. because if you don't have that connection like how are you moving forward? Like it's difficult, it's so difficult. (laughs) Totally,
1: totally. And you know, I'll be honest with you real quick. I know we're sensitive on time here, but it's it's an important nugget to tie it all in. I, when I decided to found Evolution Evolution, I had one image of what the company was gonna be. And I'm like, oh, I'll get this up and running in a couple months, no issues. Guess what? Major issues, block, block, block. It wasn't coming together. I took some time and I actually went to Australia, uh, did some traveling and I did a wellness retreat. And it was on that retreat. There was one day I was like, what is it that's blocking me? Like there's something that's blocking. And so I had this uh, kind of guided meditation session with someone and kind of talking through that. And all of a sudden that what was being blocked came to what it was. And it was a sense that when I left the priesthood, I kind of pushed down that spirituality. I developed a meditation practice, et cetera, because I was kind of fearful of how I would be judged. I wanted people now to see me as an executive that I could prove that I could do that. And what was being blocked was that I had to embrace that. That's my gift, that gift, that intuitive ability, that sense of being with people. And once I knew that, embraced that, that's when everything came together. And so I really take that approach. Uh, and the clients I work with, it's really interesting. They're, they're very open. You know, they're all executive. They're very open to the meditation. Those are the kind of people I want to work with. Maybe they're new to it. But what does it mean to go inward so you can be more aligned outward? And, um, and, I, and I love that. It, but it took time to get there. It was another sense of embracing that in the heart that decided I had to decide that. embrace that and so thank you i appreciate you saying that
0: thank you brian and it just goes to show too that decided there is no one big decided heart moment it's a series of it's uh, it's really limitless like we have it all the time it's when do we stop address it like recognize it come in come in for tea so we can (laughs) acknowledge it and then take the action and um I know that our listeners are going to say we need more of the work. How are they going to find you? What's the best way to reach you?
1: Sure. So a couple ways. So you can certainly connect through my website, which is www.evolutionevolution.com. It is going through an evolution. So what you see on the website right now does not represent everything that's going on. I'm actually having it all done over right now. But definitely, you can connect through me there. Also, LinkedIn is probably one of the biggest social platforms I'm on right now. So Send me a message. Say that you heard the conversation here on this beautiful podcast uh, with Sonia and Hillary, and I welcome to connect. That is like my greatest joy. I love connecting with individuals, and it's an openness. It's not a sales pitch. Don't worry, if like oh, reach out to Brian, he's gonna try and sell me his program. I hate that. I don't want people to do that to me. But it's about authentically connecting and I welcome to hear from individuals. And if you're feeling that nudge, like, hmm, I just like to connect. Or if you're here listening to this beautiful podcast today, it's not by chance. There's a reason, there's some message here, or maybe you need to pass it on to someone else. So follow that inspired action and reach out. And I just can't thank you both for the opportunity to be here today. Thank you. Okay.
2: We are so grateful. I, I I was going to summarize what you said, but you did it so beautifully that I, I'm just going to let it stand. I mean, it really is about making the decision about creating that change that, you know, is speaking to you in your heart. It's about making the connections and make a connection with Brian, because what a, what a beautiful soul you are. It just have, I feel like we have been in Sonia's nodding her head. She knows what I'm about to say because we get each other. Um it's like we're in the sacred space right now and and I really do feel that when people align their hearts when they have the best intentions, not just for themselves but for the world, you can mm-hmm. feel that, and I think we need more of it. so I am so grateful to you, Brian. We mm-hmm. are so grateful for the work that you do, the changes that you are making in people's lives and people's hearts. Mm. And I hope that you have so many more uh, people. I mean, you, you, you are so amazing as you are. I hope our people all go and say, yes, we need, we need more, Brian. We need more. So thank you again for this time. And we will see our viewers and we will talk to our listeners. Again, next week, you'll catch us on any of the platforms you listen to your podcasts on as well as our YouTube channel. Don't be afraid to subscribe, to like, to do all those things. It's all helpful and keeps us going. Until next time, don't forget to live with a decided heart.